Is there something or someone that's in the way that causes our communication to fail? Because a lot of times you have to be careful about who's giving you input into your relationship. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us today as we continue our message, Communication, the Key to Any and Every Relationship. And Pastor, I want to spend a minute just kind of unpacking, or to use the word you used in yesterday's broadcast, exegeting what we just heard there. You, um, you said, we need to ask the question, is there something or someone in the way that's causing our communication to fail? What are the things that might be likely getting in the way of effective communication? Uh, probably first and foremost would be uh, poor counsel. Uh, what do you in, mean by that? Well, individuals who want to try to help us, but the information that they give us is not appropriate for our relationship. Um, they may give us advice, uh, like for example, uh, say you have uh, uh, you having a problem in your relationship. Well, Steve, the way I handle it in my relationship is I did this yeah. and I did that. You ought to try it, and then you go try it. And then you realize, wait a minute, he's married to Leslie Ford. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's a different person yeah. from my wife. Yeah. yeah. And my wife is not responding. It's just like I tell the brothers all the time. Like, my wife likes roses. I can be so far back in the doghouse, you got to pump sunshine in to give me light. <laughs> but I can buy 11 roses and I can get out of the doghouse. 11? Yeah, I only give her 11. What? <laughs> Why 11? Well, because she's my 12th rose. Oh. Yeah. And I always tell her, I say, look, you're my 12th rose, and you need to understand that your beauty uh, far surpasses these 11. And long after they become potpourri, you're going to continue to blossom and to bloom. You're my 12th rose. See, and so that gets me out of trouble. Oh, yeah. You realize how many guys are going to try that in the next week? (laughs) And, And that's my point. Maybe your wife doesn't like roses, yeah. and if you try it, she's gonna say, "I, I, don't, I don't, I don't want these flowers," you know, because you know, of course, we yeah. know everybody has a love language. Oh yeah. And so yeah. and so we have to be very careful about putting our marriages in the franchise business because what works in one marriage may destroy another one. Sure, sure. Well, that, that's a great word of warning. I know we're going to get some more in today's broadcast. So if you can, open your Bible. Join us in Ephesians chapter 4 as we continue our message, Communication, the Key to Any and Every Relationship. Here is Pastor Ford. Listen to Proverbs 18, 13. Turn there, Proverbs 18, 13. Proverbs 18, 13. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is a folly and a shame. To him. Solomon's saying, listen, how in the world are you going to be able to answer somebody and you didn't hear everything that they had to say? Which brings us to number two, don't interrupt. When somebody's talking, listen to them, don't interrupt. I get that all the time when I'm with my secretaries. And, and here's what I hear all the time. And, and one of the things I'm praying about when, when I'm in the meetings with them, they say, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. And I say, oh, oh, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, but you're always interrupting and I'm not finished yet. Well, see, I thought you was going to say, yeah, but that's not what I was going to say. If you let me finish, you'll be able to hear what I'm really trying to say. Let me express myself. And so here, here's what it shows. I know you don't want to believe it, but I'm, I'm telling on myself. It demonstrates that you're only interested in making your point. That's what it demonstrates. That you're really not interested in what the person has to say because you're not trying to get comprehension because you can't get comprehension if you don't hear the whole map. That yeah, you anticipate, you, you think you know what they're going to say and they haven't finished and, and, and that's the statement that I hear all the time. I'm not finished yet. So that lets me know, see, you're not communicating because you're not trying to understand and you're interrupting. And so we have to hear the whole nature of the matter. And there's a lot of reasons why we do that, uh, but we don't. And so that's part of listening reflectively. And so what we have to do too is we, we have to listen for how a person feels and not just what a person says. Oh, okay, let me see if I can get you on the same page with me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling you this stuff is practical. So what do you mean by that? In a communication. Okay, so I'm not saying don't interrupt just so you don't interrupt. But if you're learning to listen attently, what you're trying to connect to is not only what a person is saying, but you're trying to connect to how a person is feeling. Because a lot of times uh, we don't know how to express how we feel except through our anger. But, but if a person will try to tap into that. So, uh, so I gave the example of my wife. Uh, that I go, I go, go play dominoes and, and I'll do everything I need to do for her and my mother in love. And then I'll say, I'm getting ready to go. You need anything? And she'll say to me, she'll say to me, Oh no, go ahead, baby. I'll, I'll see you in the morning. Cause, cause I, I stay there till two o'clock in the morning. I'll see you in the morning. And so I know everything is cool. But sometimes she'll say, I'll say, Okay, baby, uh, I'm getting ready to go. And, uh, anything you need? Everything all right? Everything is fine. Okay, so, so I know everything is not fine. But wait a minute, she said everything is fine. And let me tell you something. You know, I'm going to let you ladies know something, especially you single ladies. We men use that. We ain't stupid. Even though we act that way. Because we're looking for permission. We, we are practical. All I want is permission. So if you didn't want me to go, you shouldn't have said I can go. Because I'm going. Because that's what I want to do. So here, here's what I did, you know. I, I mean, I tapped into the, uh, you know, I knew it, but I left and I knew. And Monday morning, I was going to pay. She's going to have that lip turned up, you know, and she's going to be, that's okay. Because I had my rebuttal. You said everything was copacetic. You said, go ahead. So I'm just going by what you said. Now, if you didn't want me to go, then you should have said, would you stay home tonight? And so, you know, like I said, the first time I connected to it, you know, I surprised her. You know, I said, everything ready? Blah, 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 blah. She said, oh, yeah, everything's okay. All right. And so then I went and I got some things, uh, what I always get, you know, uh, four or five different kinds of uh, cheese and cherries and strawberries and grapes and all these kind of crackers and went back and set it all up. And, you know, she said, what are you back for? You forget something? No, I said, I'm staying home with you. 
and I'm going to watch, put on my pajamas, we're going to eat this stuff here, and we're going to watch a chick flick, and you could cry. <laughs> yeah, and you know what happened. We were watching this chick flick, and I started crying, but I had water in my eyes. <laughs> I had water in my eyes. I could, but, but here's the point. And so then we had a conversation that night. You know what? I'm pragmatic. I'm a man. I, I, I knew you didn't want me to go, but since you said it was okay, I figured you just deal with it yourself. So if you don't want me to go, just tell me, because that's the way I roll. You know, and now she says, you know what? I don't want you to go. <laughs> okay, baby, what do you want to do? Go to Jules. I say, okay, she ain't got to say nothing else. I know what else I want. Yep, go to Jules, get the stuff, put on my pajamas, light the aromatherapy candles. Amen. <laughs> we say it all the time, don't we? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Here's one. Stop asking what's wrong. Here's a better question. What do you need me to do? That's a better question. Yeah, because sometimes you can't correct what's wrong because it's you. But you can say, what do you need me to do? I need you to be more sensitive to how I'm feeling when I'm feeling a certain way. And so we have, we have a code. My wife and I have, we have codes all over the place. We got codes in church. She'd be talking to me while I'm preaching in the pulpit. Y'all don't even know it. Because when I be getting out there, because I can get loose. You know I can get loose, don't you? you know? Or I'm getting into stuff I didn't ask them to share. See, all ways to communicate. Nonverbal. So, you want to make sure then, uh, and, and then according to Proverbs 20, verse 5, you make suggestions. You make suggestions. What do you, what do you need me to do? Hey, hey, baby, do you need me uh, to give you some space, give you some room? Uh, do you need me just to hold you? Or do you need me just to give you the credit card? I said, man, my wife had pneumonia. She had the phone. I said, what are you doing? Why are you texting people? I, I ain't texting. Well, you ain't texting. What are you doing? I saw this dress. <laughs> what are you talking about? You saw this dress. Man, you sick. You, you eating soup. You had pneumonia. Yeah, but it'll make me feel a little better just to know it's on the way. I said, man, I'm so sorry for some of this electronic stuff. They ain't even got to go out the crib. Y'all single brothers better get it. Get ready for it. They ain't got to go out the crib now. Man. Anyway, so, uh, so listen for comprehension. Don't interrupt. Get rid of distractions. Well, it's nice to know that my wife's not the only one who uh, orders clothes from bed. <laughs> You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, and we're taking a look at communication and why it's the key to any and every relationship. Really, a look at Ephesians 4. And if you miss any broadcast in the series, you can always listen online. Just come to treasuretruthradio.org. When you click on the Books by Pastor Ford link on the left side of the homepage, you're going to see a number of books about marriage and relationships and communication, certainly a huge topic in that. If you want to find out more about these books and how you can get a copy for yourself, again, just come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on the link, Books by Pastor Ford. Well, let's get back to the message about communication. Again, here's Pastor Ford. Get rid of distractions. And so you need to create this environment, right? 
And so there are things that are distracting. I know right now uh, the, the, the uh, uh, NBA finals are on. You're not going to talk about something important while he or she is watching the game. I hope not. Because you're not going to communicate. Because you're going to say, you're not paying attention to me. And he's going to say, yes, I am. I heard every word you say. And then it's quiz time. What did I say? And so get rid of distractions. That's why when we talked about it last week, we said have a clean fight. Set up the time that you're fighting. So if you're too angry right now, what, what's so wrong about somebody you're going to spend the rest of your life with if, if, if you're married and if you're you know, engaged and think that you're going to do it? What's wrong with saying, you know what, right now, I am so angry that I would just blow up and we would not attack the problem. We would attack each other. And so let's 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 wait until things calm down. Wait till things cool off. And, 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 and I'll ask the question. Sometimes she'll ask me, are you calm enough to discuss this rationally? Well, no, no. And you got to be honest. No, right now. Really, what I'd like to do is just slap the black off you is really what I'd like to do, you know? Yeah, let's, let's, let's wait till later on. And you would be surprised what happens. Because remember now, we saw it, that the, verse 20, that the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And so all we're doing is just stirring the anger, stirring the anger, instead of dealing with it. Then, then, because each one of them has something. So let me just tell you what you need to do. So when you listen for comprehension, you're saying, I like talking to you. When you get rid of distractions, you're saying, you are important to me. That right now, the most important thing is to discuss this with you. That's the most important thing. So then, number four, maintain eye-to-eye contact. Because eye-to-eye contact says, I'm receptive to what you're saying. Even if you don't understand it, it's saying, I'm trying uh, to comprehend, I'm receptive to what you're saying. And last week, we talked about the fact that if you are male, you want uninterrupted communication. That generally, if you're female, you want some vocal clutter for acknowledgement. We said that by and large last week. So maintain um, eye-to-eye contact. It says, I'm receptive to what you're doing. Number five, put a pleasant expression on your face. That says, I'm enjoying the conversation. And if you're not enjoying the conversation, it says, I'm with you on working this out. I am not angry I want to resolve. And that's what it's all about. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. Because when we look at what the Bible is all about, I think sometimes we Christians, we got it twisted. Remember we said the Christian army is the only army that, that kills its own wounded. What is God's goal? God's goal is always restoration. God's goal is always that we would repent, that he could restore. And, and listen, I, I tell everybody, uh, especially those that I do premarital counseling with, What is it that would make you say, I'll never forgive them for that? If you have something like that, you should never get married. 
You say, oh, I don't, I don't know, Pat. Yes, you should never get married. Well, what if they cheat on me? What if they cheat on you? What if they do? There's no forgiveness for that? Ooh, I'm putting the oil to the squeak because it's quiet in here. You see how quiet it got? Because everybody talking about, I can see it in your mind. Hmm, I don't know what you talking about. Uh, uh, shoot. Uh-uh. No, baby, not that one. Uh-uh, no, 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 that's the no-no. So, it, you know, it's like, it, it, is there anything that you won't forgive for? Because marriage is a union of two forgivers. Anybody who's been married a, a long time will tell you most of the things we have done is forgive each other. Forgive each other because it is an unconditional commitment to a flawed person. So you're going to have issues. So you better learn these things now. Amen. So let me go on. Let me go on. Let me finish this out real quick. So uh, uh, maintain eye to eye contact. Put a pleasant expression on your face. Use vocal clutter. Use vocal clutter. Use vocal clutter. I'm listening. I understand. That's what you're saying. Avoid one-word answers. Avoid one-word answers. Avoid one-word answers. Number nine, practice reflective listening. Practice reflective listening. Use appropriate touch. I skipped seven. I'm sorry. Use appropriate touch. Use appropriate touch. You know what appropriate touch says? I really care. I really care. You know, in my book, uh, When a Man Loves a Woman, I put in there the 10 characteristics of a hug. If you got it, you ought to read it. The 10 characteristics of what does a hug say? And it says a lot. So, so as a man, I was able to go and say, okay, here are 10 things that a hug says. I wonder how many a woman could come up with. Probably 20 or 30. Amen. And so, uh, practice reflective listening. Do I hear you to be saying? Do I understand you? And then number 10, think before you respond. Think before you respond. So here's what you have to ask yourself some questions. We're going to wrap this up in a minute. Ask yourself some questions. Is there something or someone that's in the way that causes our communication to fail? Because a lot of times you have to be careful about who's giving you input into your relationship. Amen. Question. Question. Are we trying to resolve the issue or just make each other pay? Are we trying to resolve the issue? And the only way you resolve the issue is by addressing the issue. What is the issue? So then you have to determine what is the real issue in the communicative process. Now here's some things people have said. I don't like communicating because it doesn't listen to me. That's the number one response that people gave why their communication is messed up because the person with whom I'm communicating or trying to communicate really doesn't listen. Here's another one. Because, this is number two, because a person that I'm communicating with is trying to control me trying to control me. Here's the number three answer. Because they speak to me or treat me like I'm their child and not their peer. 
That was the third response. And so on and on it goes. And so we have to check out our communication skills. Here's, here's what one person wrote, and they were talking about marriage. To keep your marriage brimming with love in the loving cup, whenever you're wrong, admit it. Whenever you're right, shut up. That's a pretty good one. That's a pretty good one. And so let me close. Let me close. Uh, you know, there was this thousand piece puzzle and uh, I didn't think uh, that an 11 year old could put a thousand piece puzzle together, uh, but they had gotten it from Harvest Bookstore on 103rd and they put it together in a day. And I said, you put a thousand piece puzzle together in a day? Yeah. How'd you do that? And they showed me the picture. The picture was Jesus with some sheep in a pasture and 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 this is this is this is really profound all i did was put jesus in the right place and everything else fell in place i said man from a child 11 year old that's profound put jesus in the right place and everything else falls in place and that's you and i we got to put him in the right place because of who he is and all that he has done and uh, he will be able to take care of our problems. See, Jesus, uh, he was born once so we could be born twice. And Jesus became a man so that we could become sons of God. He was stripped of everything so that we would want for nothing. And so he was bound so we could be set free. The Bible says he became sin for us who knew no sin, that we would become the righteousness of God in him. He was forsaken so that you and I could be adopted into the family of God forever. He died so that we could live and he rose so that we could be with him forever. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things shall be added unto you. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford and a message called Communication, the Key to Any and Every Relationship. And we're going to continue this study of Ephesians chapter 4 next time in the broadcast. If you know you can't make it to the radio, you can always listen to every program online when you come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, Pastor Ford is uh, still hanging out in the studio with me here. And Pastor, one of the things that I know across the board at Moody Radio we try and do, and specifically on this program with our Ask Pastor Ford programs, is answer listener questions about how the Bible applies to their lives. Amen. And, you know, it's really interesting that the word application literally means to fold together. Hmm. And so what do you do? You take a piece of paper and fold it together, and the two ends represent two things. One end represents the Word of God, and the other end represents the lives of people. So application is when you bring the Word of God and the lives of people together. Because it's God's word that gives us the power to be able to live the Christian life. And listen, life is complicated. But I love what the venerable scholar, Dr. Warren Wearsby said. He's with the Lord now, but he said, when I open the Bible, God opens his mouth. And when I close the Bible, God closes his mouth. And I need to let you know if you're listening today, uh, the reason you listen to Moody Radio and to Treasure Truth is because God never opens his secrets to a Christian with a closed Bible. Well, you can help open those secrets, open those Bibles to those who tune into this radio program as you give. Give your gift online at treasuredtruthradio.org. Thanks for doing that, and thanks to our producers, Ryan and Amy. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. 
Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.